first, first of all, first of all, first thing first. Welcome back. We're here with season four of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tomah Taylor, and I've been conversing with the mad podcaster. And quite frankly, he's very mad. We're going to try to find out why, so we'll take some questions from one of our live Twitter followers. Yes, ma'am. Please state your name and where you're from. Hi, my name is Felicia, and I'm from Hialeah, and I just don't understand why you so mad. Like, what are you so mad about? Yo, first of all, first of all, you can't be asking me no questions, you know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, who the fuck is you? You uh, know what I mean? Me. Like, yeah, you can't be asking podcast. me no questions. This yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. Like, like, they, like these hosts out there, they in these million-dollar studios, they dropping hot takes, you know what I mean? They got tea, they got all that shit, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, language. I'm still living with my moms. I'm making podcasts. I ain't made no money yet. This is my fourth season, yo. This is my fourth season, and I ain't made a dime yet. This dude dropped one take. He make wild shows. That cold pizza show, it was cool. It was I. I mean, I got more John Blaze than that. I mean, I got John Blaze taste. And, and they not even recognizing it. They not even recognizing it. And fuck is that, yo? Yo, who is you to be asking me any questions? Yo, who is you? I got to talk. I got to tell how I feel. I got to talk about sports how I see it. This goes out to you. This goes out to you. And you. And you. This goes out to you. This goes out to you. This goes out to you. And you and you. Good evening, and welcome back to another edition of the My. T Sports Podcast. I am your host and one and only Dallin Thomas Taylor. Yo, this is another beautiful day down here in my neighborhood. It is March 20th. It's about 71 degrees out here. It is window opening weather down here in South Florida. But we know we got a whole boat ready for you today. We got some new money to talk about. We got the playoff race to talk about. We got the Royal Rumble to talk about. We'll let you know a little bit more about that. Well, we got some tourney talk a bit about that. Some 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 new NFL sponsors, a couple of big losses, and oh yeah, I mean, some NBA talk, of course. So without any further ado, regard, you know, you know, you know, regard, you know, not, you know how I like to do it, regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? But we gonna talk about playoffs in, in, in a weird in a weird roundabout way. Before we talk about NBA playoffs, right? We have to show respect and pay homage to the original OG one and done. And we're talking about the OG one and done that did it before it was a rule. We're talking about the guy that did it the same year that LeBron came out. But not only did he do it. He was the first one of his kind of doing like before this whole this whole nonsense where oh you had to serve one year of college and now you had all these top high school players teaming up on one team to play for you know two three of them in the top ten in the top twenty teaming up on one team just so they could go just so they could go to this one team possibly win but more than anything showcase themselves slightly you know not always 
but ultimately making it to the NBA. No, no, no. We had a guy that that was one of the that had the one and done, and he did it in the year where everybody was was making a hype about some high school kid named LeBaron. There was somebody in high school. There was somebody in, in college doing it. Not only was he doing it, he was doing it as the man on his team. He was doing it as the leading scorer on his team and in the NCAA. He was doing it while averaging a double-double. He was doing it as a rookie. And I bring that up because right now it's tournament time. Right as much, man, it's this NCAA tournament. We about to have 65 teams or something. mess like that. Oh, challenge for one prize. For one prize and one prize only. And that is to hope that they can win it. What is it? That is the NCAA tournament. So it is March Madness. Everything is crazy right now. But before we get into the madness of the March, we have to talk about, once again, one of the original OGs. That not only was he the first person to win one for his school, nobody has won one for that school since he has left. I know you guys are probably thinking about, oh, I must be talking about Steph Curry. But no, Steph Curry did not win one for his school. And no, Stephen Curry did two years in college. Oh, you must be talking about like John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins. No, they came after the one and done rule. I'm talking about before the one and done rule. Basically, he was one of the last few people because... It was because of LeBron James coming out and getting this big old $100 million contract as a 17-year-old as a high schooler you know, coming into the league that the owners felt some type of way and they wanted to implement this rule. But we're not here to talk about LeBron. Not quite yet. We're here to pay homage. We're here to make sure that we give our props big up, big up. to the big old G, the original homie of the one and duns. And that is no one other than Camilla Anthony. Yeah. And and Tournament Time always reminds me of him, right? I, I don't know about you, but Tournament Time always reminds me of him. Because we get the stories of the Zion Williamson's that we hear about. And all of these other guys that are just doing one year in college. Before it was popular, before it was a thing, before it was before it was the norm more than anything else. Camilla Anthony did it, but Camilla Anthony did it for the fact that he's like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here and show you guys that I should be drafted a lot higher than what you guys are saying. You guys got this kid out of here out of high school named LeBaron coming out. You know what I mean? But he ain't going to college and he ain't dominating on the next level. And he ain't winning at it as a rookie. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't doing none of that. Camilla Anthony did all that and he still dropped down to number three. Passed over by Cleveland and Detroit. I still find that to be very faulty in their system. Kevin Anthony should have at least went to Detroit, and he should have had a couple of championship rings by now. And I do mean a couple. And maybe, and this is, and I, and we, we talk about Melo today because we have to talk about our next thing here. Is that as much as I'm enjoying watching and hearing about LeBron James not being in the playoffs this year, as much as I'm enjoying this. There's a part of me that really isn't enjoying this, just to let you know. I'm really not that happy. I'm happy right now, but I'm really not that happy. And, and I'll explain it to you. 
Right now, 100% happy to hear LeBron James is not in the playoffs. And for the first time since his rookie year, we, we're not going to see him in the playoffs. But ultimately, 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 right, we have to also understand, LeBron James built in this excuse. He built in the excuse like, oh, we're not going to have expectations at the beginning of the year. It's our first year. But no, you're LeBron James. And we've said it here, and because we know it here, to be a, to be a truth, to be a fact, LeBron James is good enough to take any team to the playoffs. Listen, calm down, calm down. I know, I know you guys don't like him. I, I know ever since he ruined that that Knicks experience for you, that that you may not like him. But listen, he is likable still in a sense. Listen, he only has a he only has a couple of moments that has lived with him throughout his whole entire lifetime that makes him unlikable. But overall, he is great. Is he as great as Kobe? No, but he is great. Is he as great as MJ? No, but he is great. And he is still great enough, and I still believe that he was still great enough to bring any any team to a conference championship game at minimum, even in the West. And you can't tell me that when LeBron James went down, that that did not cost his team. You understand that how bad they lost when he got injured? Yeah, when LeBron James got injured, his team went on a losing slump. You understand that? Let's just say, let, let's just say that for the simple, for the sake of conversation, for the sake of talk, that's what we're here for, right? Let's just say that LeBron James did not, did not get injured. And he was sitting there this whole entire time playing, right? At worst... At worst, even with his with his upcoming schedule, even with the new schedule being the hard portion of the schedule, let's just say they went 500. They still make the playoffs. So let's not make it seem like, oh, his injury means nothing. Like, and you have to understand, his injury can become becomes a domino effect because other players have to start trying to step up into roles that they're not used to. And now you see, now you see Ball get injured. And then you see Roger Rondo trying to play more minutes, and Roger Rondo gets injured. And then eventually you see Michael Beasley get shipped out of there. You said everybody's role changes. And now LA is out of the playoffs. But LeBron James tried to build in this excuse. It's just that we refuse to accept it. But he tried. Oh, he definitely tried to. And we're going to enjoy the first time in a very long time to not see LeBron James in the playoffs. But I am going to tell you this personally, that this is going to be the last year that I am willing to accept LeBron James not being in the playoffs. LeBron James need to be, needs to be into the playoffs next year. LeBron James needs to have a team surrounded around him that is in playoff contention. And for one reason, and for one reason only, is that Camilla Anthony needs to be on a team. Um, Camilla Anthony needs to be on a basketball team. And I 100% believe that if the Lakers were in playoff contention this year, Camilla Anthony would have signed at the end of this season. At that point in the year, He would have signed at that point of the year where it's the very last moment that you can accept a player to be on your roster and them still qualify for a championship ring.
<coughs> Excuse me. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. No, that is not what that was. I really just got choked up this time. Got my sound boy guy, my producer. He's funny. He's a funny guy. So I find I full heartedly believe that Camilla Anthony would have been on a team this year if LeBron James was in playoff contention. So it's cool. Just like Le'Veon Bell, even though we're talking about somebody much later in their career when I'm about to make this comparison. But just like Le'Veon Bell took a year off to get his body back into shape, not have contact, not have a year of wear and tear, I can, we can easily say the same thing about Camilla Anthony. We understand Camilla Anthony's getting up there in age. We understand Camilla Anthony is in the person that, he's, that he used to be. But if Camilla Anthony can now officially um, accept the role, because you have to assume that this has to be a humbling experience for Camilla Anthony. The league has officially humbled Camilla Anthony. Camilla Anthony did not get a viable role this year. He did not get a job offer. And you have to figure, even if he gets one from the Lakers last, next year, you have to figure that, that that's, that's a bone they're throwing at him. Like, that's a handout. That's a favor. Especially if we know where he's going to the Lakers. I mean, I said, he may go to Golden State next year, being as humble as he is. And realizing that they lose guy like Kevin Kevin Durant, and they could probably use him off the bench. But more than anything, I need LeBron James and the Lakers to be in playoff contention next year. Because I need Camelo Anthony to have a home. Camelo Anthony can't go out of the NBA... Of being traded away from <clears throat> being traded away from New York just so he can fail in Oklahoma City, which we always we all thought kind of would have happened. But just to fail in Oklahoma City and then go to Houston, fail there, and then go to Chicago, and not even get a and I and not even get a minute. Not even a minute. I feel like I should get all of the Camilla Anthony jerseys. I need to go get a Denver jersey, a Knicks jersey. Oklahoma City jersey, a Houston jersey, and a Chicago jersey. I want all the teams Camilla Anthony play for. This is some bullshit. Yo, somebody give my, my boy a job. Like, yo, this, this is big facts, yo. Big facts coming from the big homie. You know what I mean? Like, Camilla Anthony needs a job in the NBA. Because we just told you what he did in college. Remember, 20 and 10, average double-double. Got the whole entire tournament, led his team in scoring, led the led the NCAA in scoring. Or oh, I think he was what? Mo um, player of the year that year? I mean, come on now, rookie. Rookie. Well, first year player, freshman. 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 But as Camilla Anthony is searching for a home. We have players in the world that aren't searching for a home. Actually, we have players in the world that are out there getting that new money. I mean that new new money. I mean I mean that 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 kind of money that 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 make you go, oh we that's a lot of money. God damn <laughs> So in Major League Baseball. As we just recently heard, we heard about some guys recently, right? 
Manny Machado signed a deal. It looked nice. It was pretty lucrative. We've seen a guy like Bryce Harper sign a deal. It looked good. It was pretty lucrative. But there's been a name. There's been a name out there in baseball. Right? It's been known as the face of baseball. No, we're not talking about Aaron Judge, the young phenom from the New York Yankees. That is the future face of baseball. No, no, no. We're not talking about him. And we ain't, we ain't talking about Bryce Harper or Manny Machado. Obviously, we ain't talking about those two guys. We're talking about the face of baseball. And we'll, talk, we'll continue to talk about the face of baseball right after these commercials. Continue listening right here on mytsports.net. Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad, shopping for groceries, exercising, doing your laundry, dominating at the county fair, mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page turner, feeding the bears, catching flying babies, letting loose with the gang, intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building, or simply in the classroom. Find textbooks, read e-textbooks, and get guided solutions, all in one place. Chegg, improving the college experience, however you decide to live it. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one and only Talento Martelli. I mean, for, for all intents and purposes, you could really just call me Oz. So, the face of baseball. We're talking about him. The one. <laughs> the only. <laughs> Mike Trout. And we're talking about Mike Trout today because Mike Trout just signed a new deal with the Los Angeles Angels, they are? Yeah. And, or Anaheim Angels, whatever they call The Los Angeles Angels. As you hope you know, we do have a game going on in the background, right? Boston versus Philly, or Boston in Philly, I should say. The game is now 88 to 86 in the favor of Boston. Actually, I think it's now 89, 86. We just seen a free throw get made. 89, 85, actually. 43.7 seconds left in the third. 90 now to 95, 85. So we've seen the face of baseball, Mike Trout, sign a brand new deal. And this deal is worth, it's for 12 years, folks. 12 years. You understand what 12 years is? We're, and, and, we've, and we talked about this a couple years ago in, ba in base, a couple years ago on the podcast, right? We talked about years upon years ago. We talked about this in, in the podcast. And we, I think we talked about this around the time that we were, that we were talking about Derek Jeter's deal. Right, we're losing his last deal. And you have to understand how these 12-year deals work, right? 
that if you take a guy that's 27 now and you sign him to a 12-year deal, he's going to be 39. A couple of things are happening, right? Let's just say you're signing him to a $30 million deal. The $30 million right now seems like a lot, right? Technically. You'd be like, oh, even though you still believe that you may be underpaying him, what you're really paying for, right, is years one through seven. More than anything else. You're paying, or whatever his productive years really are, you're paying for the peak portion of his productive years. While he's his biggest draw, while he's his biggest name, while he's drawing as many people to your stadium as possible, while he's selling as much merchandise for you as possible, while he's making you as relevant as possible, you're paying for that portion. And then when he falls off, when he starts falling off at the tail end of his contract, you could be like, yo, because you did all this, we're going to give you $30 million still a year. Now, granted, <clears throat> now you're looking at this person while you're thinking, oh, their, pro their productivity doesn't warrant them $30 million, but their name and what they've done for you would warrant you giving them $30 million. And also, 10 years from now, $30 million is going like, to look like peanuts. $30 million, you're gonna be, the only reason you're going to be looking at him as, as you're like, oh man, that's a lot, because you're going to find other mid-level players that are going to be getting paid just around the same thing that he's getting, and you're going to realize that he isn't putting up that same production anymore. Or the production to match them, and he's getting paid more than a couple of them. Not all of them, but just enough to bring it up. And then you have to remember, you know what? Years, eight years, nine years, ten. You're not paying, you're not paying him for what he's doing anymore. You pay for him for what he did. <clears throat> You're paying him for all of that money he brought into your into your organization. All of that merchandise he helped sell. All of those tickets he helped sell. All of those viewers he put into television. All of those butts he put into the stand. All of the interest. All of the intrigue. All of the conversations that he helped bring your team. You are paying him at the back end for that. $90 million for the fact that he is still bringing you Let's just throw out a random number of $600 million still a year for your organization. Yeah, you'll eat it, and you'll be happy about it. <clears throat> so my child sells this deal, and I, you know so far I still haven't told you how much he's getting paid. I still haven't told you how much he's getting paid because, oh no, he is getting paid. So he's not just getting the longevity, he's not just getting the 12 years. He's also getting the money to match. Mike Trout is signed for 12 years. Four hundred and thirty-two million dollars. You understand what I just said? Like, whoo-wee, that's a lot of money. Uh, in case you didn't hear me. Four hundred and thirty-two million dollars. Ooh, way that's a lot of money. That breaks down to $35.8 million a year if you want to break it down evenly. I know a lot of these deals usually aren't, but let's just break it down per year. That's, that's damn near $36 million a year. After taxes or whatever it is, Mr. He's, he lives in, he's living in LA. He's just saying maybe he gets $21 million of that. Maybe. But still, $35 million, 38, $36, $35.8 million a year. Good lord. Good Lord! And as impressive as that is, right? 
12 years, $432 million. Highest paid in baseball. $35.8 million a year. Did you know the only thing that I could think about was? Did you know the only thing I could think about was? Do you know the only person that I can think about who was? The only, the only thing that came to my mind was Kyler Murray. I don't know if you remember Kyler Murray. I mean, you may have heard me talk about him a couple times on the show already. Kyler Murray, the 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 the, 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 the supposed number one overall pick in the upcoming NFL draft, supposed to be the number one pick. He's gonna be the number one pick, number one quarterback. I mean, he got some arm talent, but they call him the overall athlete. Five foot ten, two hundred and seven pounds. He's the overall. Ultimate athlete, maybe not ultimate, but he's a, he's an overall athlete. Yeah, he can really run, he can really throw, he can really move, he can really juke, he can really be an athlete. And we hear that Kyler Murray was being offered a deal to go play baseball. Had a couple of guaranteed million dollars already, and we mean double digits. We ain't talking about no chump change. We ain't talking about you know no three, four, five million dollars. No. We're talking about first year. Who'd get like 17 mil or something like that, right? 13 to 17 mil. And we get it. We get it. It's football. You could be the starter quarterback. You could be the guy in the fit. But do you do you not hear what just happened with Mike Trout? I'm not saying that Kyler Murray could be Mike Trout, but they talk about him from an athletic standpoint. Like he could be the next Mike Trout. And he could play defense. He could play the outfield. He can hit the ball like that. They talk about him in this sense. And let's just say, let's just say he's half of what Mike Trout is. By the time he is ready to negotiate his first contract, you, this four, unless they do some real, real heavy renegotiation during their next collective bargaining agreement, right? Unless they do really something heavy like that. This $432 million that Mike Trout just got, when a guy like Kyler Murray is ready to negotiate his first contract seven years from now. That is the norm for a guy as talented as him. That is the that is the floor. You understand? Like when I say that's the norm, I mean that people already be getting paid this. There'll be a couple of mid-level guys that you're thinking like, ah, he's not really that good, but he's making half a billion dollars. You understand? That Antonio Brown sat on national television, sat, did an interview the other day, and bragged about how rich he was and how he owned everything that, that you can possibly see with your human eye that was that, that was underneath that roof or on his property. That he owned it cash, paid for. He's a businessman. And his overall salary from being the best wide receiver in the league for, for the last decade is barely $90 million. Eli Manning, that has now been in the league, what, 16 years? Is the highest paid player to date overall salary in football. Barely quarter of a million dollars. <laughs> Mike Trout. Best player in football. Mike, I mean, Mike Trout.
Let's play in baseball, right? And he just signed a $432 million contract. I'm telling you again, Kyler Murray, because he'll get another contract. This is his second contract. He's already renegotiated. You understand? This is him renegotiating already. <clears throat> you understand, Kyler Murray, that you can play a full 20 years in the NFL and still not get what baseball players get in one contract through a whole lifetime of football. We're talking about one contract. Your first contract that you negotiate in baseball will exceed a lifetime of earnings that you would have gotten in the NFL. And you know what it comes with? It comes with minus the owies. Quarterback gets sacked. Five foot ten, two hundred and seven quarterback gets hit in the open field. Ah, he's taken down by another 300-pound lineman. You hear that sound earlier? That's you after every game as you go and hit the ice bath. I'm just saying, bruh. I'm just saying. Football is over here giving away a half a billion dollar deal. Hey, you want to go to the NFL... Where these guys are fighting for guaranteed contracts. I'm not saying that you made the wrong move. I'm just saying that. Oz of the Mighty Sports Podcast. Is going to be. Watching you. Very closely. Very very closely. Because we are going to be very interested to see how your career turns out. Because if you ain't one of the top three quarterbacks in the league or possibly one of the top five to ten players in the league, period. Then, I don't see you making the kind of money that you are passing up in baseball. But while we're talking about the money that you're passing up, we're going to take a hold on that. And pass some time with another commercial. If you understand what me I say. Let me put you on the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money, and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari and Nintendo to its current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's, Nintendo systems, and Xboxes in between. They've been family owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's 
directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gonis, Florida 33169. That's conveniently just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, $7.90 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multi-best games where you save more so you can play more. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one and only Dallin Thomas Taylor. And our commercial by Multivest Game marks our halfway point into the podcast. I'm sorry. I, I know you, how you guys feel like. I don't want to feel like Kyler Murray is my new whipping boy for the next however many years that he's in the league. But I'm not. But it's going to be hard for me to unsee this. Like, it was hard for me to unsee Odell Beckham lunging into Josh Norman. Like, it's kind of hard to unsee that. It's hard to unsee Kyler Murray picking football over baseball. But let's talk about a couple of football moves. Vontez Burfick makes it over to the Raiders. Once again, another, another mean, nasty, kind of always towing the line kind of player. The kind of player that, if you remember the Oakland Raiders from the past, fits in perfectly to what the Oakland Raiders used to be in the old NFL. And I say that specifically as the old NFL because he, he Vontez Burfick is really made for an old NFL. Unfortunately, the old NFL rules don't apply anymore, and you will find yourself suspended and fined for the kind of hitting that goes on in the old LFL in the old NFL and he is the kind of guy that constantly finds himself being fined and or suspended for putting on hits or hitting people as if this was the old NFL actually all of his most general problems are for plays that he makes on the field that you would generally highlight somebody if you were still Going by rules that were in the old NFL, and he's probably still being, and he was probably still being praised by players in his locker room behind the scenes that probably couldn't do it. I'm um, in front of the cameras, but it was something that was a problem. But like I said, for a team like Vegas that's looking for excitement, that's look that's looking for somebody that players that you know will definitely go out and play because that's one thing we could definitely say about Vontez Burfitt that he's gonna come out there and he's gonna play. He may not always play smart, but he will be playing. He'll be playing with all of his might. So I like so I like that move for Oakland right now. We're gonna see how the rest of that really, really works out. Um, if you haven't heard, um, then um, then we're gonna break some news here for you guys because you know every once in a while something something new comes across our lap and we and if that happens and we want to break it here, but you know, listen. Orchids of Asia has become the official. Sponsor of the New England Patriots and also with that Robert Kraft has pleaded not guilty to fuck it Yes Even though They got him on film and everything Fucking he said no, nah, it wasn't me fucking and They're telling him like yo listen take the fucking deal But if you take the fucking like you can take the fucking deal, and we can basically just leave it at that. 
And he's like, nah, that wasn't me doing the fucking. So he's kind of fighting this whole entire thing. And this seems to be a pattern of the New England Patriots that even when you are 100% guilty, that you still fight it tooth and nail to the end because eh, you never know whose attention span or money may be going longer. And that's how I really feel about that. Like, we all know you did it. Like, it's that old Chris Rock thing. Like, we know you did it, just to admit it. Like, we know you did it, just to admit it. Like, listen, we know you did it. Like, I'm not going to be mad, just to admit it. Like, I know, like, we know you did it, just to admit it. Like, like, why you got to lie for? Like, 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 you're a grown-ass man. Like, you ain't got to answer to me. Like, 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 I, like, we all grown here. Just say that you did it. Like, we know you did it, just to admit it. <clears throat> but nope. He wants to go and keep on perpetuating the lie. Because if he is... Guilty of fucking, then he gets a misdemeanor charge. But if he continues to lie about it, then what? I guess that's the other side of it. Like, if he continues to lie that it wasn't him fucking, he keeps fighting it. And I guess you got to figure out from the evidence if you could find him guilty or not. And then I guess you, t you take him up on charges for fucking more? Hey, do you increase the the misdemeanor charges because he's lying about the misdemeanor charge of fucking? And he's like, prove it that that was me fucking. But then you can't release anything that has to do with things, so you can't really prove it. So you have to throw out the charge of uh, this was him fucking. Like, I don't understand how this goes. And why he's even fighting it, but he's fighting it. And it just proves to me that him and the New England Pages and Tom Brady are just a, a band of cheaters and liars. And that's all that proves to me. And talking about cheaters and liars, John Bones Jones, right? John Bones Jones. I, I'm, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad that this is the kind of week that we're having this week, because I've been wanting to talk about John Bones Jones for some time, and and it's for the number one reason that I'm not quite sure why he's still fighting, and maybe maybe not so much. Maybe not so much why he's still fighting. But why is him still fighting a thing? I, I, I really, I'm really gonna have to do a poll. I really, really, I'm gonna have to do a poll, testing out how this thing works. Do people still want to see Bones Jones fight? And 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 I'm really curious about this. Like, are you still interested in watching him fight? He, he has been caught how many times now? Two, three times now taking steroids? So I, I, I'm not, and I understand he may, he has this great record, like this great undefeated record or, or one loss record, or I think he's undefeated record, but he's been caught three different times taking steroids. Like if we put this in baseball fashion, if the guy that had the home run record, we think thought was taking steroids why would it want to put him in the hall of fame huh. 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 i'm just saying i'm just saying that right now if you get caught taking steroids that i understand that he did his top and he's being banned i'm just understand his draw anymore and 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 that's what we're really talking about here i'm not saying that that he may not be he may not have some natural skill and some natural dynamics 
you know, uh, a ge you know, geometrical dynamics to his body, you know, arm length, leg length, stuff like that, his reach, that, that may help him be a better fighter, but the fact that he has now been caught with steroids like three times, two or three times, how many times is this? We're going with three because I don't know, I can't, I don't know if it's been two or three, we're going to go with the higher number because it sounds better. <laughs> Right, so he has now had three different occasions when he's been caught with steroids. And so now anytime he was a championship belt, I'm just looking at it like, well, just because you just passed this steroid test doesn't mean that you are still, you don't still are not benefiting. Because we all know, right, that you'll still be benefiting from the effects of the steroids in your system, even though you're not taking them or you had, or you had to take nine months off or four months off. We say the same thing about... And nine weeks off, or however many weeks off. But, you know, we say the same thing about football players, like 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 the loser that 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 won the MVP, that that damn near won the MVP for the New England Patriots, based off all of his catches. Well, he's a he's a juicer. He's a, he's a, he's another steroid. He's a cheater. His damn self. He's a steroid head. And he came into that Super Bowl with all of the benefits of being on roids. And you see what it did for him. And you see what it did for him in the in in the. In the in the Super Bowl, like what what? How did he pay for it? He paid for it by being able to sit down for the first four to six games, and he came back kind of refreshed, not being able to take all those early hits, right? And then he was fresher than most when it mattered the most, and his body was still supercharged from his illegal drugs. Cause this is what Bones Jones does. He puts illegal drugs in his body to make himself better, and then he goes out there and, and he and he keeps an undefeated record that is constantly being riddled around the fact that he can't pass a goddamn drug test for steroids. So I'm not really sure what his draws. I'm not really sure what his appeal is. I'm not even really sure why while, while, while he while he has televised fights. I'm not sure why he is still fighting. But apparently he still is, and somehow he somehow people watch him, and it 100% baffles me. And as a fighter, that somebody will want to watch him, because you know what fights I'm, I'm really interested in. And, and just to let you know that this is not going to be a spoiler, because I am so far behind on this that if you are further behind on me than me, then you know what? Then you deserve to have your shit spoiled. So once you hear me mention this next part. You should know if you want to continue listening to the podcast at this point. And if you do, then you know what? You have nobody to blame but yourself. <laughs> so, WWE. Something that's near and dear to my heart. Wrestling. As you guys may know, right? Really do love me some wrestling. And we're, and, we're, and we're coming up to the part where we're leading into the Royal Rumble. And basically, I've been catching up from Survivor Series up to right around now, right? I've been on this massive binge to catch up on wrestling. And can I say I am very happy with how the direction of wrestling is going? Now, granted, I don't see the stock price take, taking, the, you know, um, taking the same um, jump that my interest has. And these new sets of storyline, which may could also mean that they're spending money as much as them as much as they're making money, or it could just mean that they just make that they're not just generating enough money as of right now. But one of the things that I have learned, and I do like, but one of the things that I have learned is that Becky Lynch is the man. Oh man, Becky Lynch is the man. 
and whatever new direction and new persona that they are rocking with her, I am 100% down for. Becky Lynch is the man. She is definitely carrying that belt with, with enough bravado to make every wrestler not like her, but also in a way to make every fan love her. Basically, she's, she's, she's become the female version of a Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, she's a... I feel like she's a, and I feel like people like her, like, and I say like her because I'm talking about her heritage. But people of her heritage, her background, they need to definitely embrace their culture a little bit more, or at least of how we, how we perceive the toughest portions of their culture, the toughest neighborhoods of their culture. And I think that's what Becky Lynch kind of did. She, she's like a female version of a Stone Cold mixed with Conor McGregor. Like she's she's that and she's connecting with the people she's connected with the crowd she like she can she's basically and, and this is a kind of a good thing to kind of be in sometimes where you could be a baby face where you can where you can still do um bad stuff but still have the and still get it justified as good and have the crowd love you the new day fell into that category becky lynch is in that category um i forgot which one of the male superstars was in that category and he's been using that recently but you get there sometimes in, in a point in your career and if you play that line well then that means you get to have all the fun of a villain while while still being beloved and being able to embrace the crowd like a like like a like a good guy like a face <coughs> face heel villain you know it's all the same not all the same but same jogging same talk so becky lynch yeah, I've learned 100%. She's the man. Also, I learned it now. I learned that WWE is about to have some a women tag team division. Or there is a women tag team division. They're about to hand out their first ever women's tag team championship belt. And this is going to happen at the Elimination Chamber that's coming out. That's the next pay-per-view that I have to watch. That's the pay-per-view for February. That's, that's about where I'm at. All right? And I'm loving that too. You know me. I'm all about that. I'm all about the women movement. I am all about me and some women. Like, like when it comes to women, you listen, women, you have no... No better number one supporter than me. Listen, I want your empowerment more than you do. Listen, whatever make what listen, whatever helps make you happy, it ultimately puts a smile on my face. And if I could also help put a smile on that face, that old face, I wanna be there as well. So once again, happy completely happy with, with the direction, the storylines that, that that they've been going around with this. Um, she's stepping up to, she's stepping up to Ronda Rousey. I'm hoping that she could be the first one or the early one or the first one so far out of the whole entire four horse women to go ahead and beat Ronda Rousey. And then at some point in time, let's let this whole four horse women Ronda Rousey thing go on for some time. And then let's see if we can get Ronda Rousey's four horse women up or moved up eventually and then get down to go up against the original four horse women and we have that at survivor series and see which one of those can um, win because that is gonna be a, ni a very nice match to watch very very nice watch to watch daniel bryant daniel bryant comes out of nowhere and surprises everybody right comes back from a broken freaking neck wins it wins the wwe championship after a low blow on aj styles Right, and 
But the ultimate thing that you remember, that, that he does is that his new persona takes on his lifestyle, right? He's vegan. He's 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 he he's all about the earth. He's all about the planet. He's all about he's all about recycling and all this other stuff. So Daniel Bryan changes up the championship belt. Changes the championship belt from levers and diamonds to 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 crystal rocks and hemp. Like yeah, one hundred percent hemp. And I was like, oh holy shit! And, and I said, I had to really look very hard to look at those crystals and, and rocks to see to really make to make sure that the, oh crap, these aren't diamonds. Like these aren't gems. Like these are just like stones. Like that you'll find at the beach kind of stuff that you get in a bottle of to get in, get in like a souvenir bottle at a stand like those kind of rocks but we ain't gonna go too much in the wwe because we still need to talk about Andy. You, you know we gotta talk about new york and we gotta talk about florida as well we can get some miami in there but we can see that there's three stars ultimately that they're really trying to push or they really want them to re-pick back up their game or or we'll see what kind of what kind of what kind of role they have um for them in the upcoming future because the McMahons have now be taken a more in, a more inclusive role in the tele in the, in the tele on the television side of WWE or the production so now you've seen the McMahons more and the McMahons have gone out and challenged three very specific superstars, right? To the point where these three superstars have attacked a McMahon at some point. Now, I'm going to be interested to see who Shane McMahon is attacking or who Shane McMahon is, is, is going to have attack him or try to uh, try to get them to up their, step up their game since he went and he's helping out the tag team division right now. But you saw Vince McMahon go out and challenge AJ Styles to be more ruthless to the point where he gets attacked by AJ Styles. You see Triple H go out there and challenge Seth Rollins. Now he doesn't get him he doesn't get attacked, but he definitely does get challenged by Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose in return. Not quite attacked, but definitely got all up in his face. All up in his face. All up in his face. And then we saw Stephanie McMahon go out and challenge Becky Lynch to the point where she got attacked by Becky Lynch. So we see the McMahons, or you see management, right, coming out there and challenging very specific superstars to get more out of them. And you have to figure that these are going to be the superstars that they're going to be trying to find a way to push. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The party is about to start up in here. Because as we're talking about stars making pushes, right? You're not going to find a bigger list of stars making a push outside of the NBA. Because right now, we are very much in the thick of the NBA playoff push. Everybody so far has played just about 68 to 70 of their games. A few, maybe just a little bit more, actually. Some of them may have played all 73 of their games. So some only have nine games left. 
So, so you're talking about anywhere between 9 to 15 games left for most teams in the NBA right now. Yes, folks, that we'll have that little bit of time left in the regular season. About 9 to 15 games left for most teams. And I don't think there's a team out there left with 15 games left. I'm saying 15 just to be cautious. I really don't think there's anything more than 12. Maybe 13. So I'm saying 15 to be to be cautious. As Philadelphia looks like they're about to win this game with just about 19 seconds left. They're up 116 to 113. And they currently have the ball in their hand. Milwaukee is, is, is still the number one team in, in, in the East. We still and and if the playoffs start today, they're gonna face Miami. And I'm telling you right now, if you're Milwaukee, Toronto, if you're Philly, right? Because this is how far up that they can get. They can they can they can Miami can move anywhere between who? Jimmy Butler just made a Jimmy Butler like shot to clinch the game. Because Jimmy Buckets has been doing that all season long. It was a two-pointer, but that's all I needed. If you're... Ooh. But let's not get it twisted. It started with a stop, a block by Joel Embiid on the other end on Kyrie Irving as he was going to the lane. And then Jimmy Butler comes down, obviously, and makes a shot to clinch it. But if you're any of these teams in the in, in the in the playoffs, and especially in the East, you have to fear Miami, right, just a little bit. And if you you have to fear Miami just a little bit, and that's because Miami is is well coached. And you know what? You know what? You know what? Let's give Miami the love that they need. Let's give Miami the love that they need. I'm, I'm not gonna, let's, we, we gonna throw them in the right block. In case you're wondering what's going on because you're new to the podcast, this is the portion of the show where I talk about everything that is related to my city. I'm talking about the one I was born in and the one I reside in. So this is everything from New York all the way down to here in South Florida and actually the whole state of Florida, mind you, mind you, mind you, mind you, mind you. So we're here because we're talking about Miami, right? Because you can't sleep on Miami. And, and that is the number one thing that we want to get here. That you don't want to sleep on Miami. Miami, and it took me it took me some time. It took me some time. And it really, what, what it did is that this, it started last year when I started really gaining respect for Eric Spolcher and his coaching ability. And now it leaks into this year. And it's one of those things where you get it. And we spoke about this when we talked about John Gruden last year. Or last week. It's kind of the same thing where 
First, let's talk about Miami as a playoff team. They're experienced, right? And maybe not the team is, but their coaches. And and the reason why their coaches experience is for the reason why I told you I get it now. Or I, I, I get certain things that one of my friends, we have discussion all the time. I see why they're so confident when players come there that, that a guy like Rudy Gay may be able to fit into their system if into their, or fit on their team or into their system and be productive. It's because people in Miami do look at themselves as if they're just a one step below the Spurs kind of organization. A one step below the Boston Celtics kind of organization. Where you have a great coach, where you have a coach there and the coach is going to be there and he's going to run the system. And you know for a fact that it is the coach and it's going to be the coach over you. And it was proven when LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh was there. That the coach is going to be there before you and after you. And, and that organization has empowered their coach to coach. And you see the kind of results that you get when players realize that, oh, if I come here, especially if, they, if they're winning and they, believe, and, and they believe even halfly into what the coach is saying because the coach will make them believe the other half or they'll be gone. That... Oh, if I come here, I have to believe into the system. I have to believe into this philosophy. I have to buy in. And and when I buy in, I will be successful. People believe that when you go to San Antonio. People believe that when you go to Miami. People believe that when you go to when you go to Boston. People believe that now when you go to Brooklyn as well. Brooklyn has now become one of those teams that has Brooklyn has now become one of those teams that has started off that farm system that has put themselves in a position where you now believe that oh if you go there they have developed young talent they are they, like they are developing talent they have a system and the coach is there the coach is being empowered to coach it means something and we and I see it now in Miami and now, so if you play Miami in the first round of the NBA playoffs I don't know if Miami has enough talent maybe to hang with the Milwaukee's or Toronto's or, or Philly, but if those teams do not come with everything that, with all of their focus through all seven games, however many games it is, Miami is that team that will beat them. And I have, and I'm not a Miami fan. Listen, if one of my, if, if one of my Heat fans would have came to me and said, that, one of my Heat fan friends would have came to me and said this to me, Two days ago, we'll still be debating today back and forth about it. Because I'll still, I would, they, I would have, I would have had to be so far on the other end of the line. Because I'm like, yo, somebody got to put some rationality into what you're saying and give us some other perspective. I think you may be going a little bit overboard. That I would have to go and, and discredit everything that they said. But telling you, I'm telling you today that the, their words would have been truthful. So right now, as the matchup goes, we have we have teams like Milwaukee going up against Miami. We have we have division rivals uh, like like Toronto going up against Brooklyn. I'm not sure if you saw that early, that game against Sacramento the other day, where Brooklyn came back from a 28 point fourth quarter deficit. Hollis Jefferson hit a hit a game get a hit a game winner. D'Angelo Russell dropped dropped the dropped the career high of 44. As Brooklyn is really becoming one of those teams that that are developed and. You can see that they're developing a young talent. And we talk, we still, remember, once again, 
we talked about this starting last year when they started when they started getting guys like Emeka Okafor and they got D'Angelo Russell. And you saw them picking up a lot of young players that other teams didn't want. And they said, you know what? Bring them here. We will coach you up. Play, young, like high draft pick players that we're talking about that other teams didn't want for whatever reason. Remember, Brooklyn didn't have high draft picks these last couple of years. They lost all of that to that deal that got Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett there. I, forget, I always forget who the third guy was. Was it Gerald Wallace? They lost all of that money. Joe Johnson as well? Was that Joe Johnson too? So they lost all of those picks during that time. So the, new, the, the Brooklyn Nets had to find a way to get creative, to get talent. And that creative way to get talent was to, hey, let's start picking up all of these young guys that these other teams don't want. And we can get them on, on the cheap, on the low. And these guys kind of understand the situation too. Like, hey, if you fuck up here after we're really trying, who knows what people are going to say about you in the rest of the league? And this is also New York. This is, I mean, I understand it's Brooklyn, but it's still New York. It's still a big market. So the distractions are there. Distraction is there. And we see guys like D'Angelo Russell thriving couple years now removed after after the swaggy p debacle in la that got him and i that ultimately is the reason i got him shipped out of his out of, out of la considering him um immature and and them ready to write him off and not giving him the necessary time and development to become a better player ultimately right now i want to say that brooklyn brooklyn may have as good a developmental system as you as you as the sacramento i mean as the san antonio spurs as the Boston celtics and me being a Long life Brooklyn supporter, the borough, because that's my borough where I'm from, but also Knicks fan. Like, I also have to say, like, I'm kind of impressed. And I, and I told you guys from the beginning where I don't know if Brooklyn has been able to catch my heart as of yet, but they are now catching my intrigue more. And that has how you'll start catching my heart. Because if I'm forced to be intrigued by you, eventually I'm going to be super passionate by you. And if I can start getting, if I start getting passionate about this Brooklyn team, because I'm listen, I'll be there. I got a Brooklyn hat, B. I got a Brooklyn T-shirt. You don't say Nets nowhere, none of them. It just says Brooklyn. I'm coming out here, Tim's and all. Prepare yourself, because the podcast has just ended. I've been your host, the one and only, Dalen Thomas Oh yeah, no. Next week we're gonna talk about what Le'Veon Bell said about his former quarterback and about Ryan Fitzpatrick playing for his third AFC East team. But that's something for another day on the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm sorry, I gotta go. I got things to do. Like I know, I know, I know we guys want to sit here and talk some more, but, but, but. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. <clears throat> Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. My tea!